All right, people, whatever you do, don't let Verlinda know about this episode because I don't want my day ruined. <clears throat> oh, boy. Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey, everybody, this is episode number 74, and we're going to be talking about how to ruin your husband's day. This is not for you, darling. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm all ears. Oh, uh, yeah, I bet you are. Uh-huh. All right. So this is a follow-up from last week's episode, The Three Best Ways to Ruin Your Wife's Day, which uh, was a very effective practical <laughs> lesson for all of us. Yeah, right. But in these two episodes, through the healthy use of satire, we're hoping that we can identify some core themes that are gender-oriented that are important for happy marriages. Mm-hmm. Kind of like reverse psychology. Yeah. Like, so we don't actually want you to ruin your spouse's day. Quite the opposite. So without further ado, number one. Do you want to read these or you want me to read these? Uh, I'll read it. Yeah, just use that little evil voice you use sometimes. Because I would never do any of these, of course. <laughs> yeah. Number one, insult his breadwinning ability. And then, you know, go out with your girlfriends for some retail therapy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So despite the advances of feminism... And the increasing entry of women into the workplace over the last half century more, the fact is that men still have this legacy belief, including myself, that they carry the breadwinner role, mm -hmm. that it really comes down to them. If they're responsible for Us. It. Yep. Not them. Men's. Yeah. <laughs> You're men. <laughs> Good. Just have to make sure I got my head in the right people group here. Men's roles have changed more slowly than women's in society over the last 50 years, and that women have moved into the workplace, but men haven't moved into the family in the same way. Okay, yeah. So there's some kind of a social term for that, which I forget. But we're not here to give a commentary on feminism or traditional versus contemporary gender roles. But I do want to point out that, you know, dear wife, if you're listening, that your husband's self-concept as a breadwinner is quite possibly a much more significant construct in his mind than you might think. Mm. For us, it might just be a practical or whatever. Yeah, it just kind of is, right? And it's part of his identity. Yeah, can be. Hmm. Usually is. Okay. So I want to refer to a study in 2006 by Dyke and Murphy looking at gender-based definitions of success. So for women, they found that success was focused on a personal notion of balance and there's this high importance placed on relationships. Makes sense. For men, material success loomed very large in their results. So that was a big okay. one. But there were other themes that, that emerged as well. The most mentioned was material success, number like one. Breadwinning? Is that what yep. material success is? Uh, well, just having material is more about the visibility of. Okay. Yep. So then relationships and then making a contribution and then finally freedom. Hmm. So those were things that really emerged from it. So yep. this is where we come to. If you want to ruin your husband's day or keep him down every day, just keep harping on how he's not providing. Now, I'm assuming, dear husband, if I can address you for a moment, that you are a sincerely hardworking man. You're not blowing all the dough on yourself or your truck or toys or whatever before it gets back to your family. So yeah. I'm making that assumption here. There's a Bible verse in 1 Timothy 5 and 8. says, but if anyone does not provide for his relatives, especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So That's pretty strong. It is. And not to add to the guilt that any of our disabled listeners might feel either. Your circumstances are unique. But I'm speaking to able-bodied, able-minded men. If you're not providing, you need to start doing that now. Like today. So providing is not only making income, but also managing or entrusting your wife with managing the spending as well so that your family's provided for. So it's you guys working together 
and and you're supporting your family. Yeah. So uh, let me talk to the wives for a minute. Mm-hmm. If your hubby's doing his best, you need to build him up mm-hmm. and not tear him down. Mm-hmm. So as Caleb said, the best way to ruin a hardworking man's day is to insult him as the breadwinner when he gets home from work. Yeah. That you don't have enough. Yeah. Yeah. And you might not even intend to insult him, but those, the complaints or the concerns or whatever could come across as that. Yeah. Not to say that you can't talk about these things if there isn't enough coming in. Right. But. Well, then you need to plan. You need to work at it. Yeah. Work together. And that comes back to some of the communication skills that we talk about in other episodes. Yeah. But what I, I just kind of brings to mind one marriage in particular where I listened as she verbalized over and over and over about his low income. And how are they going to pay the bills and how are they going to survive? And it was sort of this catastrophizing language that she was using. And I think she was just kind of ruminating in her own anxieties, Mm -hmm. which is fair enough. Like those are valid for her. Yeah. But I could see him shriveling and she was just like cutting the heart out of his sense of being a provider and a good father and a husband. And this was a hardworking guy. Yeah. Totally not what he needed. Yeah. You know, it wasn't helping her either. It's not helping their marriage. Right. So that's not... You know, this can be a real concern for many people. The economy is not thriving at the moment. Yeah. In Canada, um, not so much. I don't know about the U.S., how they're doing. I think they're doing a little better. Okay. Although not out of the woods yet. So, so you know, this can be a reality. So what if your income isn't where it needs to be? And I guess that's where we come back to asking, you know, are your expectations realistic mm-hmm. is the first yeah. question. Do they need adjusted? Are you wanting or trying to live beyond your means? Because, you know, there is... You know, when is enough enough, right? We can always be chasing that and wishing we had more. Yeah. And that's a constant pressure that a husband can feel. Okay. To provide that more and more. Yeah. And and also, you know, just understanding between the two of you, like you might have an agenda for more income, but does he share that with you? And maybe he is providing at a level that he's comfortable with and he knows you can live on and you have an agenda for more revenue, oh, more income. Okay. Yeah. There's a difference in values there. And so that needs a discussion. Yeah. Maybe there is a genuine need for more income. So make a plan. What are you willing to sacrifice to help him get more training, to find better work, or to earn income yourself? Yeah. If that's how you want to do it. So on that note, you know, with the financial thing, we don't want to digress into solving all that. Just see our budgeting episodes, number 59 to 63. We talk a lot about finances there. Yeah, a little series. Yeah. So that's the number one way to ruin your husband's day is to insult his breadwinning ability. Hmm. I don't think I'd have put that as number one. So that's really interesting. Hmm. Well, that's the point. Yeah. Good to understand. Yeah. Okay. Number two. Take us to number two. Drown him with emotionality and then yell, you just don't understand me. Is that that too realistically? (laughs) Very natural. Very natural. I like the drown him with emotionality part. Yeah. So I just kind of had this image when I was writing this up of this of this wife. I don't know where I got this image from, but delivering this (laughs) this tirade that's just like incredibly emotional Somewhat irrational. No, it probably made perfect sense. To her, barely coherent (laughs) in terms of clear thinking. It was perfectly clear. And then putting the cherry on top by blaming her husband for not understanding her. I don't, yeah. (laughs) It must just be a fantasy. Now, I know you good wives out there aren't like this, including Verlinda. Mm -hmm. But you need to know something. For most of you, your husband doesn't understand you completely. But we're so simple. And that's not entirely his fault nor yours. It's just how it is. Pardon me while I ignore your comment. Uh So if you want to ruin his day, unload on him and then really emphasize the fact that he doesn't understand. I mean, it just, I just want to hug the guy. Don't you feel sorry for him? You don't have the slightest look of empathy on your face. No, it's like, well, you could try and understand. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> he am said I, he wasn't trying. Look at him. He's am like, I ruining your day? I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I'll just go to the garage after this. So he's going to... Yeah, we don't have one. <laughs> he's going to spend part of the night and most of the next day trying to figure out what happened and what was actually going on. And he's going to do that because he loves you. But here's the thing. It's not going to help. What do you mean? He's not going to be able to figure it out. So when he buys you flowers, he's not just saying sorry. He's also saying, I have no idea what went on there, but I hope you'll forgive me and we can move on. Huh. So remember, we're using satire here, right? Right. Yep. I'm so, sorry. I was in the more realistic mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At some level I was too, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so I was prompted here by another study of Verlinda from 2006 that looked at Valentine cards. And this will relate in a moment. To okay. see what the comments revealed about the romantic emotions of men versus women. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's fun to look at the car- the announcements because the, because adults when they do this it's more kind of more meaningful self initiated social behavior that they're looking at, right? Yeah. And men were more likely to offer praise, whereas women were more likely to express love. Okay. So when your man's feeling romantic, he's going to go more down the "you are wonderful, great, amazing" road rather than saying "I love you." Quite possibly, because men are generally uncomfortable expressing vulnerable emotions. It's more easy to say facts about you that I appreciate. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. So, which brings me kind of to my point, even though that's about Valentine's cards, that the best way to blindside your husband is with emotions. Well, because that's not the path he goes down. No. Now, I'm not saying that you can't be emotional. Because we advocate that we all need to be more emotionally expressive. and, And I teach men, like, you need to find a feeling word. Don't right. just say, I feel, and then use a thinking word. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And we need to develop our emotional intelligence. But, but uh, you know, dear wife, you need to know that most men are, are way more impacted by emotion or emotionality than women realize. Hmm. So men get flooded, meaning like higher blood pressure, mm-hmm. increased heart rate, increased respiration. They start sweating, all these kind of anxiety symptoms. And when that happens, their cerebral cortex actually reduces its functionality, which makes them less able to stay with you and to stay engaged. Wow. Like they're going into survival mode. And if you're charged up against them, what do you want the most? That's We want the connection. The connection, We want right. to be engaged. Right, but because it's coming across so intense, you're driving the connection down into the, you know, let's just keep the heart pumping and the lungs moving kind of part of his brain. Hmm. Yep. Wow. So it's wrecking his day and it's foiling what you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. So what's the solution? Isn't marriage fun? Yeah. So if you have something important to talk about. With you it is. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm thankful for your narrow breadth of experience there. If you have something <laughs> important to talk about and you don't want to ruin his day, you have to start softly. Right. We talk about this a lot. Yeah. It's a concept taught by Dr. John Gottman. It just, just means that despite how important the issue is, you don't want to come out of the gate at full throttle or with guns up or whatever analogy you want to use. Mm-hmm. So you want to start with a calm voice, with simple language, find a way to communicate the importance of what you're saying without using volume or high intensity or overwhelming emotion. Wow. What? No, that's good. Why did you say wow? Well, it's just so calm and simple and... yeah. Low volume and <laughs> it's just so not me. Hmm. Anyways, I shouldn't be admitting all this on the podcast. Go ahead, Caleb. No, it's we're all here to learn. Uh huh. This was just my passive aggressive way of telling you to change your behavior. Actually, <laughs> so and then here's like an emotional right here. No, <laughs> all they'll hear is my heart beating. Boom, 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 boom. But here's the thing too. Okay, so, I mean uh, so yeah, back on track. As far as him not understanding you. Mm-hmm. I believe that every husband wants to understand his wife, like that there's a sincere desire to do that. Hmm. So 
I'm inviting wives to help their husbands do this. Just with this one simple change of starting Soft in softly. Start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you want to ruin his day, wait until you have a good head of steam and then hit him with a loud voice, preferably shrill, and tears and anger just as much as you can think of. But you know, try to switch between emotions of angry and sad and desperate and even the odd bit of passion as fast as you can. The faster you can switch these things, the better. <laughs> and then when he's totally overwhelmed, don't forget the final touche. You never try to understand me. Wow. I think that'll ruin his day. Huh. Yeah. How many days have I ruined? I don't even want to know. Number three. Mm-hmm. Make sex as infrequent as possible, and then just do your duty. Oh. Ouch. Yeah. I think this would affect a woman, too. If the guy did this to her? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You could ruin your wife with this. Yeah. Absolutely. So before we dive in here, another little disclaimer. I want to be respectful of the fact that some of our listeners have been sexually abused, either directly or even indirectly, through things as subtle as, you know, on the indirect side, consistent negative messaging about sex from the church or parents. So I don't want anybody in in sort of that situation to think I'm criticizing or demeaning you in any way. If this is you, there is help available. We can direct you to some good resources if you want to become a sexually competent and fulfilled wife. But what I am getting at here is that there are some gender differences that are critical to understand when it comes to sexuality. All right. Okay. So referring to a study by McNulty and Fisher in 2008, where they looked at gender differences in newlywed couples for men, when they controlled all the other variables, all the other things that could influence Increases in sexual frequency increased sexual satisfaction. Okay, makes sense. Okay, the opposite was true. Decreases in frequency decreased in satisfaction. Okay. So for women, changes in frequency did not predict changes in satisfaction. So it Hmm. just just wasn't a relationship. It wasn't about frequency for them, right? Oh, okay. So that's a straightforward observation. But the real question is, why is this? Well, there's this evolutionary theory that states, you know, for men, that ancestral men had to spread their genes as far and wide as possible. So they're just in this for gratification and progeneration or whatever that word is. Progenity? Pro pro something. Procreation. (laughs) Progenity. No, there is a word like that. Okay. Anyways, I don't like that theory because it doesn't fit my worldview, but it also doesn't fit my experience observing other men. Okay. So, you know, I face as many sexual temptations as the next guy, but I've never felt motivated just to spread my genes far and wide as if the quantity of progeny was a motivator for sexual encounters. Okay. Like, like I need to have kids all over the place. It's just, to me, that, that idea is rubbish. Yeah. So there's more help in a study by Bim Birnbaum and Laser Brandt in 2002 that looked at gender differences in the experience of intercourse. So they pointed out that men are more socialized towards physical gratification. So men are are socialized to have this idea that there's something pent up that needs released. Yeah. And I see more of that. Okay. But I think there's more to that as well. So this study revealed that despite this physical gratification piece, men also generally have a very sincere desire to please their wife. Okay. And because she's relationally focused and expects him to be more emotionally responsive, men generally respond to this by being more focused on how their wife is doing during sex. Okay. So she's looking for some things and he's trying to, you know, really do a good job for her, if I can just put it that way. Okay. And so men reported being more sort of centered upon their wife's needs, thoughts, and reactions as well being as being more preoccupied with pleasing their wife. They want to know what pleases her. So... Hmm. This kind of comes back to why I said if you want to ruin his day, not only do you keep sex as infrequent as possible, but you also can ruin it by just doing your duty, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. By that, I mean by not really being engaged, just sort of giving yourself to him as an object to satisfy him with. Because this this husband of yours has this genuine desire to please you, Mm -hmm. 
not just use you. Right. So he doesn't want like over the top emotionality, but he wants there to be some emotion there, some connection. Some connection. Like he wants it to be relational. Yeah. Can I just put it that yeah. way? That it's mutual. He wants mutuality. Right. That's okay. the word maybe I'm looking for. Yeah. So, and again, I'm making an assumption here, guys, that you want fully engaged sex. So if you're treating sex as a way to merely relieve yourself, you're selling yourself way too short and your marriage short and you're dishonoring your wife. Yeah. Don't settle for cheap sex. So that's just not on the table, right? But if your husband is pursuing you, ladies, there's a good chance he really wants a few things from you. Number one, to feel competent, like mm -hmm. he's a good lover. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Number two, mutuality, that he's not the only one getting gratification. Mm -hmm. that you're getting something out of this, that you're, you're engaged in this pleasure together, right? Yep. Number three, connection with you. So I think that's obvious enough, right? I think so. Number yeah. four, to feel pursued himself, like he himself is also wanted. Yeah. Right? So these are all things that are playing a role here. So my challenge mm -hmm. to you out there is not to settle for cheap sex, because that's a good way to ruin your husband's day. Like he knows if you're just obliging him. Right. And he really wants your pleasure too. And I guess it's both, you know, it goes both ways. Like we said, yeah, it ruins absolutely. your wife day as well. So yeah. number one, you know, find a level of frequency that you're both comfortable with, right? Yeah. But number two, it's not just about the frequency that, that is about the satisfaction for him, but for both of you is being engaged while you're having sex. Right. I think we did an episode on that. We did. Number eight, fully engaged sex. Wise open sex. Yeah. Something like that. Good. Well, before we go. Yes. We want to shout out a huge thank you to Trouble at 14 from Canada for an awesome review. They say, very helpful. These podcasts are awesome. They promote great discussions between my spouse and I as we're working towards healing from betrayal. Thank you for the great content and for the hard work you put into your research. We appreciate the biblical approach and how it supports what the research uncovers. Keep it up. Cool. So that's really nice. And I'm glad that they're working. Yeah, that's awesome. Towards healing. That's Good for you thing. guys. That takes courage. Yeah. So next week, we're going to be talking about dealing with issues in your marriage sooner rather than later. It's actually quite an interesting episode. And we'll reveal why you need to do this and then show you how. Hmm, neat. Well, that's all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oyf.link slash 74. And we're going to ask you again to leave us a review on iTunes. Not everyone knows how. So if you're willing to try, you can pull up this address in your browser oif.link slash review and Caleb's got instructions there. And the reason we're asking you to do this is not because we need an ego trip, but because this is a key factor in making our podcast rank higher in iTunes, which means we can reach and influence more marriages. And admittedly, we also appreciate the encouragement. Like it's good to hear back from folks that Absolutely. we mentioned in this episode, but we're here to help build thriving, passionate marriages. So we want to reach as many marriages as we can. So once again, just type oif.link slash review into your browser. And there's some brief instructions that will show you how to leave a review on iTunes. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at OnlyYouForever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.